Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! Yeah! Hello and welcome to the fourth podcast of Corner Taken Quickly. This is Azad. Uh, introducing Aman. Hi guys. And Gaurav. Hi guys. Uh, so guys, in today's episode, we'll talk about uh, all the scores and the big games from the last week. Massive, massive game week. And a lot of key results to talk about. Uh, we'll also talk about the final game week. Lot of big games in the final game week, and of course, we end with our, our CTQ question of the week. So, uh, let's begin, guys. Let's do it. All right. So, the, the first segment of uh, today's podcast is the massive games that happened uh, last week. Let's start with, uh, I mean, uh, something that there was, I mean, more or less done and dusted. But still a big game, massive game. Liverpool versus Chelsea. Uh, Gaurav, what, what, what do you think of the game? Uh, yeah, I think um, it was a very good game. Uh, pretty expected from Liverpool. Uh, they were also lifting the trophy at home at Anfield. So, I was expecting a lot of goals from them. Uh, but also, second half, Pulisic came on, I think, at the 60th minute. And he made a big difference. So, 4-3 seemed like Chelsea was still in the game. I know Lampard said that as well um, in his press conference um, after. Um, but you know what? Liverpool being Liverpool, and I guess uh, as a United fan, again, like very hard to say, deserved winners for this year. Uh, they took it away from Chelsea and 5 3. Um, in a way, good for United as well that they beat Chelsea 5 3 at home. Some good goals, weren't there? Very, very good like goals. Trent Alexander Arnold free kick was mad, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I'm very impressed by Alexander Arnold. That free kick was ridiculous. Yeah, but surprisingly, also, the, uh, uh, the Liverpool defense is <laughs> still still a little shaky, man. I feel like these guys are still on a on a hangover. But fair, I mean, fair game, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think it's a little natural. I mean, once you won the league, I, I think you can be a little, as long as you're winning. Yeah, I hope this I hangover think. continues for the next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, uh, I mean. So, so it it was a it was a uh, fiery game, I'd say. Yeah. But uh, Liverpool were always better than Chelsea, like at any point in the game. So I think it was a pretty deserved win. Uh, I mean, not not a, a a big result for Liverpool, of course. But Chelsea again, it sort of bring gets them on the brink of uh, you know sort of missing out on the Champions League spot next game week. So mm. it was too fiery. So that that was fun. Yeah. Great game. And there Great there were some words said on the touchline also between Lampard and uh, Klopp. I'm sure a lot of people saw that as well. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean it's understandable. And when you're losing, you know that way, you do tend to get a little salty, don't you? <laughs> I, okay. In in Lampard's defense, I didn't think it was a foul for the Alexander Arnold goal. But then again, I'm not the referee on the field. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's a football game, man. You get on with it. You don't just like, I mean, I mean, keep, uh, you know, talking over, over small fouls. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, another massive game, uh, guys, was Spurs versus Leicester. Big, big result for Leicester in the bigger scheme of things. Brings mm. them to the fifth spot and now fighting, I mean, again, again, massively on the final day. Your thoughts, Aman, on, on this game? 
I don't know, man. Spurs, uh, honestly, I can't really make what Spurs is, where Spurs is going, like what the deal with Spurs is. I mean, some days they look, they look great. Uh, some days, and they just look so average. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I think Leicester played their game. They played well. Uh, great, great result for these guys, honestly, and and well deserved. And it's nice to see. You know, it's it's uh, it's honestly quite nice to see Leicester after their after their title winning season. I mean, they've been consistent. At, uh, even though they're not, I mean, coming first and second all the time, but at least they've you know they've they've been fighting for positions. They've been in the top five, six. I think you know fair to say that we can consider them as a as a top eight team for sure. Going ahead, probably even a top top six team, you know. So I think, yeah, great great result for these guys for sure. Mm. What do you think, Laura? I mean, they have a good manager as well, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, he's done some wonders with Liverpool. Almost won the league with Liverpool at one point. Um, so good manager for them. Um, unfortunately, uh, it was a bad loss. Uh, I think, in a way, good for Harry Kane. I mean, after the after such a long injury, he came back, and I think. Um, these are some goals he definitely needed for his confidence. Um, Leicester being fifth on the table, great, great news uh, for the top four finish. Uh, it's it's a battle between uh, Chelsea, Leicester, and United, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, Leicester didn't. I mean, they played decent. They didn't play too bad, but at the same time, I felt like um, Harry Kane. This was a Harry Kane masterclass for me. I mean. It's it's uh, you know difficult. It, it it was always going to be difficult for Leicester, you know, to carry on to be in the top four. They would face a lot of friction at, uh, in the end stages. It was a given, but uh, the fact that they've still stayed relevant and they're still fighting for it till the last day is incredible. So yeah, yeah moving definitely. on. Uh, moving on, uh, bringing us to a really important game again. United versus West Ham, and this time it's your your hero, hero Paul, who gave the penalty away, guys. Yeah. Well, what do you think about? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. There were there were a couple of games. I forget which ones. Um, I forget which ones. Yeah, but there were a couple of games where it was a very similar situation. I think one was a free kick situation, and the other one was just um, in the box defender putting his hand up to save his face, and wasn't given as a penalty, but this time it was. Of course, like you know, no no point crying over spilt milk. But uh, I don't think it was a penalty. But cool, you know, penalty given, one uh, zero up for West Ham, and then United didn't really do much to get themselves in the game. There were only pockets, um, you know, pockets of pockets of time in the game that they were they were good. Yeah, they looked a little tired. Yeah, honestly, Pogba very tired, man. For they some looked reason, I don't know. really really tired. If I'm being honest. In the Chelsea game, in the FA Cup, they looked absolute. I don't know. It's like they had finished all their fuel, and in this game, like it was a carryover from there, um, from that game yeah. as well. So yeah, they just didn't look good. I mean, I guess good for Greenwood um, because he equals Rooney's record for a teenager with the most goals in their first season in the Premier League, and he's the first United kid to do it after Rooney. I think 2000 uh, since 2003. So that's a big, big thing. Uh, I think the other two people have been Alan Shearer and maybe Michael Owen. But I could be wrong. But yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent game. We're still in it, so let's see what happens. 
bad game for, for United. Sure, for sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I think I think United will go through. Uh, in my opinion, they've just left it to the final day because you know, always, United being United to... will. Yeah, we always have to make it hard for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but this was like the most winnable game for them, man. Like True. definitely the most winnable game for them. Like with the West Ham defense and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just in Honestly. time. Antonio turns into <laughs> prime Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on, guys. So another big result. I mean, for Aston Villa because mm-hmm. because of this result, they are still relevant and fighting for the uh, for for staying in the Premier League next next year. So one uh, zero uh, massive result against Arsenal. So what what do you all think of that game, guys? Uh. Aston Villa, honestly, winning this game, I think was I think this was more like a must win for them because it gets them to a good thirty four points, seventeenth position on goal difference. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think big big result for these guys. I mean, honestly, to stay to stay in the league, uh, I think great great result for these guys. And Arsenal, I just don't understand Arsenal. I mean, one day you just see Arsenal as you know, it's like it's like. It's, I mean, I know sometimes, you know, we're like blamed for passing Arsenal too much. But, I mean, I just don't get it, man. I mean, you beat City, you beat Liverpool. And then you lose to Aston Villa. It's I mean, I mean, I don't know. classic banter FC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But, but I mean, you can you can also... Uh, I mean, I'm starting to imagine that they, they would be really exhausted because of the really two heavy games that they had played in, in previously. So yeah. uh, you you could you could probably take that as a uh, reason for sure, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean yeah. not acceptable. But good for Aston Villa; they still have a chance on the last yeah, yeah. day. Yeah, they do. Moving on. Right? Also, uh, another big result in the relegation battle was Bournemouth versus Southampton. Southampton nicked it off, uh, two goals to zero. Uh, another massive result. So uh, I mean. What do you you think, uh, Gaurav, in the bigger scheme of things? Yeah, I mean, in the bigger scheme of things, like uh, it's a little surprising because Bournemouth was always a mid-table team, of course, but you always expected them to, in a way, like just stay in the Premier League this season. I'm not sure yeah. what's happened. Exactly. Um, yeah, Eddie Howe is a good manager. I like him. I know it, there were there were periods of time when he was um, going to be considered for the um, the role of the England coach as well, England manager as well. Um, but yeah, two zero down to Southampton again. Danny Ings scores, so uh, oh brings him up to like twenty one goals in the Premier League season, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. Um, but Bournemouth has it all to do on the last day. I think they're playing Everton away yeah. on the last day, so they could still nick it if uh, if if they beat uh, if they beat Everton and Villa and Watford lose their games. Um, so you never know. Uh, interesting, interesting, guys. Moving on now to the next segment, uh, which is the final day focus. So, uh, all the storylines from the final day. The biggest, biggest story, the two biggest matches that, I mean, we are, we are definitely going to shuffle between. It's going to be United and Leicester and Chelsea Wolves. Yeah. So, if if we start with United-Leicester, guys, first, I'd start with the prediction. What's your prediction for this game? Aman. United's playing Leicester away. I know Leicester. A score prediction. A score prediction. What would you give me? 
to begin with. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm just I just have a feeling this is going to be a draw. I think both teams are going to play very very tight. Uh, Leicester defense hasn't been very very good of late, so these guys are going to be extremely tight. I'd say I mean, but they're going to be goals for sure. So I'd, I'd say I'd say two all. Oh wow, two all is interesting. I mean, you know, yeah. thinking about thinking about United, they're definitely going to play the tightest game of the Premier League. Uh, yeah. Because they just need to nick it, and they're going to look for the counter that they that they've specialized in the past few weeks. So <laughs> I think two two nil might be a bit too open game. I think it it would be lesser goals probably. I'd I'd go for the I mean I'd go and I'd hope for the two one Leicester, or maybe a one <laughs> nil cheeky Leicester win. <laughs> <laughs> of course you'd hope for it. Are you scared of facing us in the Champions League next season? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Honestly, this is going to be like like a big game, and uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, it's 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 difficult, but they're going to be goals for sure. I think they're going to be goals for sure. I think Vardy is Vardy is going for the golden boot, definitely. I mean, we're going to talk about that, you know, a little bit on. Vardy is going to go for the golden boot. United is going for top four. Leicester has to also go for the top four. Yeah, I think definitely these like this is going to be definitely the biggest game we're all going to be seeing. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember one. I remember at one point ESPN put United uh, when they were having a discussion. They put United in the relegation battle, and now United is fighting for third. So I don't know what what was up with United in the beginning of the season, but uh, that does show massive progress for them uh, and for Leicester as well. At one point, yeah. Leicester was seemed like the only one that could challenge Liverpool for the title, but you know now they've fallen, fallen behind. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely going for a draw as well. I think I'd go for a one-one draw, and then United Leicester um, go through with Chelsea losing. But what happens if United and Leicester draw? Like if United Leicester then Chelsea, draw, then Chelsea has to lose for both of them to go through. Right. If Chelsea wins or draws, then Leicester's out and United goes through. Yeah, as long as United avoids defeat, we're fine. We're we're definitely going for we're definitely going to the top four, and then it depends on Chelsea and Wolves and how Chelsea does. But I think Chelsea Wolves Chelsea will win the game. I I really think Chelsea will win the game. By the way, if United and Leicester draw, then the goal difference is also the same. Oh, but Leicester is one point behind. Yeah, they go through for sure. Yeah, they go through for sure. So Leicester. And Wolves need a win. Chelsea and United need a draw, basically. Minimum. That's, yeah, that's what it's come down to. But yeah. if Leicester wins, Chelsea loses. Yeah, Leicester is in third, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, then I think Leicester and United go through because Chelsea has an absolutely <laughs> crap goal difference. Yeah. With their difference. Yeah. Man, what what a final game week we are actually bracing ourselves for. It's going to be yeah. insane. Another story that. Uh, I mean, another match, big match that I want to talk about is Aston Villa versus West Ham. Uh, oh yeah! After Aston Villa winning one nil against Arsenal, what do you all think, guys? I mean, are they taking the momentum in the final game, and are they? I mean, are they nicking it off? Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, the good part of these two teams is the way. I mean, they've got. I mean, they've got probably the best, the best two squads from the bottom six. I'd say. And like probably the best two attacking squads, 
I mean, in in terms of potential, West Ham probably has the best right now with Antonio. So I think this is going to have a lot of goals. I think both have shit defenses, so there's going to be definitely a lot of goals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Aston Villa has to nick it. I think West Ham's West Ham's through regardless. Uh, but I think they're still they're still going to play a decent game. But Aston Villa has to nick it. So I'm just hoping for like a. I hope they nick it. They deserve it, honestly. You know what? There's a lot of uh, talk about uh, Jack Grealish to United, and uh, of course, United not having the finances and them fo- wanting to focus on Sancho, which means that if Aston Villa go into the relegation zone, we get Grealish for cheap. He'll probably be available on the cheap. So secretly, I'm wishing that Villa Villa gets re- relegated, but at the same time, I think they've played some good football. Um, Trezeguet has come out to be like I guess their star, even Grealish. Um, yes, yeah. yeah Trezeguet has come out to be their star, and you know, and like uh, after the restart, so West Ham yeah. Aston Villa is going to be a big game as well, and of course Arsenal Watford and Everton Burnley too, because that affects the relegation zone battle. Yeah, for sure, guys. So uh, moving on, big big question: Who do you all think is is winning the Golden Boot this year in the Premier League? Oh man. That's a good we one. We have Vardy, of course, playing a big, massive game. So, he has like double the the incentive to score. If it does come down to the final day and him scoring, uh, I mean, it, it is that added that added advantage. Of course, we also have Salah and Oba in the race. But, I mean, again, what, what, what do you all think? Who's making it for you all? Is that uh, just for your sake, I'll just probably read out the goals of the top four guys. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of knows where everyone is. So, Vardy is on 23. Danny Ings is on 21. Aubameyang is on 20. And Salah is on 19. So, Salah probably... Is yeah, out. Probably out. Unless he scores like five goals, which is... And everyone is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, it's... It's probably Danny Ings or Jamie Vardy. Uh, for this game, but uh, yeah, uh, I think I think Vardy makes it. He shoots that goal for the United game. He takes it for sure. Yeah, man, I think Vardy deserves it, bro. He he does deserve this. Like, I mean, he, he keeps producing these twenty goal seasons, season on season on season, and he's just it's really Exactly, and what what a pacey fucking number nine, dude. He yeah. Off, he's off. Like there's no talking. He's the true definition of a raw striker. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the Premier League, you know, raw energy and pace. That's yeah. Good. No problem. Yeah, I, I hope, I hope Ings gets it as well. I, I, I hope they have to share it because Ings definitely deserves the recognition oh because this has been, okay. yeah, this yeah. has been his best goal scoring season, if I'm not mistaken, and 21 goals and hopefully you know, matching Jamie's record. I think that yeah. be some good. A good like accolade for him personally. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course. Uh, guys, bringing us to City's uh, City's game, a few stats, uh, a few a few big things happening there. Uh, of course, we have Kevin De Bruyne aiming to get uh, the assist records in a single season. So uh, there's a, there's a chance for that. Would you think, Aman, that's that's happening? <laughs> I don't know how he didn't win the award, man. Honestly. Like he's 
He's on 21 assists. I think, I mean, just correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's on 21 assists. 22 to match Andre's record. I mean, he scored like, I think, 16 or 18 goals. I mean, that's ridiculous, man. I mean, for, a, for a midfielder. I mean, that's absolutely mad. I think these are probably the best as for a midfielder, I think, across. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, I just need to check. But he should have won that. I think, uh, I think he should get the award. I mean, City is playing Norwich. I think that's a minimum of a four goal. Four goal. <laughs> City win for sure. I mean, that's gonna be. I mean, for everyone who plays fantasy football, I think this is gonna be like, this is gonna be a triple load up. Your Absolutely. cash cow. Yeah. <laughs> this is a four goal banging in the end, straight up. Yeah, bro. But I mean, the last time Norwich did nick uh, the game off and beat actually go and beat City. So I mean, yeah, but that was a one off. I mean, that was a one off, and plus City is playing at home. I think it's. I mean, and with Norwich's recent record, the way they've been playing, I think there's no yeah. synergy in the team. Unfortunately, they've lost it. I think they've just kind of given up. And City is going bonkers. And City have just lost to Arsenal. So looking at <laughs> looking at everything, I think this coming is coming straight. coming back to the Player of the Season award. I mean, uh, KDB was insane, no doubt. He's like superhuman, man. He's been this season. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at what Henderson has done for Liverpool in this season, again, like, of course, it's debatable. KDB is world class. He's he's too good. But Henderson, man, he's the only guy from uh, that Brendan Rodgers team that didn't win the title till now. He's the only guy who's been there, and he's been an engine in the midfield. You know, the win percentage with and without Jordan Henderson is, I think. Uh, 90% and 50% respectively for Liverpool. So, uh, I mean, those are ridiculous stats for such a good team and in such a good uh, in such good form this season. So, I think uh, Henderson for for him as a leader, for him for the stats and the amount of uh, the, the amount of presence that he's had in the overall midfield, I think a well deserved win for Henderson for sure. Bro, I think um, you're talking shit. He's in five assists, bro. Yeah, yeah, That's five it. assists and only four goals. And I think two goals. Bro, bro, so, bro, yeah. it's not, it's not about the assists. So, so Liverpool. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about presence in a team, I mean, if I mean, if bro, just, he didn't just look start at start all the games. Henderson doesn't even start. start all no, so so. So he didn't start all the games uh, in the beginning of the season, but if you see any of the big games, you see his presence in the big game. It's been massive. Like I've I've watched uh, all the big games of Liverpool, yeah, and you see his presence in the midfield. I mean, stats, dude, fifty percent and ninety percent for a team like Liverpool this season that has hardly lost. We've we've not lost. Of I mean, other than a few two three games, drawn maybe one two games. So out of all those five games where we lost points. Henderson wasn't there for I mean most of them ridiculous record. But that way, that, but that way, uh, out of the twenty games that Bruno Fernandez has played, we've lost only one. That doesn't give him the that doesn't give him the right to be player of the year like awardee, right? No, I mean obviously, obviously he's won it because of his presence in the midfield. I think I think he's right on the fact that he is an engine. I think he's he's he drives the team really well from the center. I mean, but then. But then you're comparing him also with a player who's like, who's like, I mean, Ballon d'Or level. I mean, I think everyone can agree right now that this guy is nearing Ballon d'Or level. I mean, if if there weren't the the, the two guys still playing, 
True, so it's difficult to actually give the Ballon d'Or out without the Champions League. It's really difficult because I mean you have to be winning, you have okay. to be winning the Champions League or at yeah, least okay. coming close to winning it to sort of win the Ballon d'Or because that's the highest level again. You know, over there, City and Ibrahimovic have to show up and sort of to to win that. It's still difficult to count him in the Ballon d'Or, but of course up there, bro. Like I mean, I in mean, his position, there's no one better, but. to have that winning presence in the big games uh, in especially in the champions leagues i think he still has probably another one point to prove kdb for sure yeah, yeah i mean I, i would still definitely go with kdb for for this i mean even if you go by just of like course i mean at the players you definitely want to see kdb play any day over jordan henderson Yeah, I mean, I I sense a bit of you know bias <laughs> against Liverpool over there, but I mean it's fine, man. I'll I'll take the salty comments and the fact that Jordan Henderson won it. No, no, but he's no, no, but he's been no, but he's been great. He's been great. He's, but I think just as football fans watching a game, you kind of tend to have a little bias towards the guy who's like doing everything mm. at a very very high level, and you probably don't like notice. Someone who's like running it as an engine on the midfield, but yeah, definitely, I think he's been he's been good. Probably deserves it, but I think uh, KTP will take the the players' award for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Hope Hopefully, man. Uh, moving yeah. on, guys. Big, massive, emotional game for City. Also, uh, David Silva's last game. What a player he's been. Yeah. <laughs> legend, legend. Absolutely. I think. Legend, huh? Yeah, I think top five midfielders in the Premier League all time for sure. He's he's just such a silky player. Like anyone would, any striker would want to play with him. Like the like you know the balls he can give um, to to the strikers. Just the way he feeds them. I know like the combination that he has with the left back last year. I mean usually Mendy, uh, Mendy, him and Sterling. The combination that they've had yeah. is absolutely amazing. And especially him and Sterling. Like you always know when David Silva is on. Like you know. Um, He's on the touch line. You know he's going to cut it back to Sterling, and Sterling is going to score the goal. You just know that's going to happen, but somehow you just cannot stop it because he's that good. Yeah, but it's so sad, man. Like he's going to be playing his last game, no fans. Yeah. But I'm sure, like once the once the season restarts with like with like all the fans coming in, this guy's going to have a. I mean, he should. I mean, I'm sure they'll do it. He'll have like a big Testimonial. big send off at. I think he's he's probably the longest. The longest-serving City player? Am I wrong? Uh, probably. I think he is. I mean, recently it would probably have to be Company because he joined two thousand eight and then he left last year as yeah, manager. Yeah. So probably yeah, he's been. Yeah, so he's been there for thirteen yeah. years, and I think Silva has been here for like ten, ten seasons. Yeah. I mean, just still yeah. a long time. You don't really see um, anyone spending a massive part of their career at one club. You know, nowadays it's just bouncing from club to club. So. Definitely shows some kind of loyalty um, to Manchester City as well, and a fantastic player. Yeah, agreed. Right. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, moving on, our final topic for uh, the final day is, of course, the race for the Golden Glove. Very interesting race, uh, and uh, Nick Pope is is up there with, I mean, Edison. So, what do you all think? Who's who's going to take this one? Again, um, it's an Edison free, free clean sheet. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it's an Edison free clean sheet. Man. I mean, <laughs> so, Burnley is playing Brighton at home. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is in Gilgord for sure. Now, basically, it's a, if Nick Pope keeps the clean sheet. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's that. That's basically what the storyline is. I really Will hope Nick, Nick Pope wins it. Yeah, man, deserve it. You know, smaller team has to. I mean, you know, weaker defense. Edison, you have world class defenders defending your line, but Nick Pope has been exceptional. So yeah, you know, you you want to see you want to see the underdog. You know, sort of. Winning these big personal accolades, at least for sure. I, so, I, yeah. what I don't understand how he's not England's number one goalkeeper yet. I don't understand how Jordan Pickford gets yeah. picked over him as number yeah. one. Interesting, interesting, guys. So uh, this brings us to the end of our uh, second section of the podcast. So moving on, guys. Okay, so guys, this brings us to the third section of our podcast. Uh, the corner taken quickly question of the week, and our question for this week is: uh, Currently, current form, who is the best left back in the world? Uh, let's start with uh, Gaurav. <laughs> Luke Shaw. Okay, now if I have to be serious, uh, there are a lot of contenders. Uh, Robertson's definitely up there. Um, Poland, Mendy has come up. Marcelo, David Alaba, but he's been playing centre back for most of the season. Alfonso Davies has come up. Um, uh, you have undoubtedly already Alba, but Barcelona is not having the best season, of course. Um, yeah, there's so many of them. There's um, Rafael Guerrero. I like Ben Chilwell as well. So. Um, but if I really had to pick one of them, I'd unfortunately have to pick Andy Robertson um, because of the workhorse he is. And if I had to put uh, someone, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's provided a lot of assists also, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this season. A lot of assists, and in fact, in fact, he doesn't get that amount of recognition because Trent just gives more assists as a right yeah. back, which is, I mean, ridiculous. But if it was a left back with any other right back. This guy would be, I mean, one of the highest assist givers in in the team. So yeah, I mean, in the Premier League for the season, in the Premier League itself, he's given eleven assists to Trent's thirteen assists. So it's not like it's a big difference. It's more than more Salah as well. Um, you know, in the same team, so definitely has to go with and uh, you know, Andrew Robertson. But that being said, I really, really like Alfonso Davies. I would put him. I would put him very high up there as well. Um, probably. Not a close second, but a decent, decent pace away second. But I think he'll get there in another couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. I think. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about this today. In fact, when we were discussing it, and I was like, you know, there has to be someone else. You know, honestly, and, and but there's Marcelo. I mean, like, I mean, all these guys are quite old. They've, I mean, even though they might get. The returns, obviously, because they're very good players. But I think you know he passes. I mean, Lou Robertson also passes the eye test. I think he's a very, mm. very hard worker. I think he really, really puts in everything in the game. In the way, I mean, he's front and back. I mean, I, I have a feeling I might be wrong on this, but I think, I think he probably clocks in the most number of, I mean, the most number of meters per game. I mean, I'm sure the way. The way him, Henderson, I think all these guys are engine rooms. 
So he passes the eye test. He works really hard for the team. His stats also show it. Liverpool play through the wingers as well. I mean, through the uh, fullbacks as well. Fullbacks, yeah. Yeah, it's it's more like it's it's a more evolved position, you know. Now you see these teams actually uh, they they've become uh, they they've uh, left that uh, that idea of a traditional fullback, and they've become like more uh, more more over like wingers who keep running uh, who keep falling back, you know. It's it's shifted into that role. So I think it's crazy to mm. see teams evolve. I think even uh, City do that. City do that a lot. That they use their wingers. So I think it's uh, it's difficult to do that and to give the kind of assist he's given. I think even I definitely pick uh, Andy Robertson. So uh, yeah, I think uh, we've anonymously picked uh, Robertson. Unfortunately, so, anonymously picked Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was surprised. I was surprised you didn't pick Van Bissaka to play left back and make him the best <laughs> player in the world. Bro. Like I think I think he's better than Robertson left back, even though he doesn't play there. I think Team Fosu Mensa is better than him at left back. <laughs> <laughs> Having played one game after 17 months. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so, guys, I mean, uh, barring what, what Gaurav just said in the last <laughs> 10 seconds, I hope you liked our. Uh, I hope you liked our podcast and we would love to have your reviews. And uh, we would love to for y'all also to share your excitement, what you all thinking about the final game week. And uh, hopefully. Hopefully, there are some nice games for, for a neutral fan to watch. So, uh, all the best, guys. And uh, we will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! 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 Yeah!